Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Start us up. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Take take two. Take two. Dave got a phone call. We started yeah, we got. We got phone calls going on today, but take two. <laughs> Episode 47, we are going to discuss late season strategies for the folks oh, yeah. that haven't harvested anything yet or are having issues getting a deer. Oh, yeah. Dave, are you having issues getting a deer? Um, Not not issues. Um, I've had chances, but I just haven't really seen any bucks that I wanted to got me excited. Um, I'm waiting on a, I'm waiting on a big boy. Yeah, I was too, and then some little girl with a compound made me bitter and shot my big buck. She stole your thunder. She did. Just like you stole my thunder shooting my sick of buck. Yeah, well, that happens. You made me depressed. I got drunk for three days. <laughs> he's he's depressed. He's been sleeping a lot. Nah, joking. <laughs> but um, it's the way it goes. But uh, yeah, so you have bear season that starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that's uh, November 18th, right? Yes. So no more archery in Maryland or in uh, PA. Nope. Until rifle season starts uh, next Saturday. Yeah. So for us here in Maryland, we can still hunt archery all the way through. There's no breaks. Um, but uh, our shotgun season here starts the same as PA rifle. Mm. So I was at the gun range today, sighting in my Savage 220. I'm good out to 100 yards, um, so I'll be ready for that here. Um, but which which slugs did you choose? uh hornadies okay. uh rifled slug for the ri- rifled slugs as ssts or whatever they call them yep ssts uh, i think they're 275 grain or 285 um we're good nice, nice. killed killed my shoulder oh yeah <laughs> Sissy. yeah but uh me and tj headed up to the, up to the farm mm-hmm. in search of uh tj's first buck for yeah. late season rifle hunting yeah, I hope he gets one. <laughs> yeah, he's due for a buck. Yes, he is. He, he's got to have redemption for missing the buck in uh, at the old farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it'd be two years ago. Yeah. He missed a buck. He missed a small eight-pointer. So he hasn't been with me in two years. So he's due. He is due. He yeah. is due. So with the majority of some rifles, I think Kentucky and a couple other states, their season has already started rifle. But uh, for us yeah, here on some the east, of, yeah, some of them have, yeah. Yep. For us here on the East Coast, though, <sighs> that starts uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Here, anyway. Yeah, ours you, used you, ours used to be Monday Monday after Thanksgiving, and now yes. they swapped it to Saturday after Thanksgiving, right. and that caused a huge yeah. You have a lot uprising. of uprising. You have a lot of bitterness there, and oh, there's a lot of butthurt folk mm-hmm. PA about the Saturday and Saturday opener, which yeah. we had a whole podcast about that. We did. Um, so, in if people are searching for that late season honey hole, what uh, what should they look for? What are you looking for? What I'm looking for is let's, let's go. Well, let's here's start with public land. Let's start with public land. Okay, here, here's what's happening. Public land probably will be stirred up pretty bad because, mm-hmm. like you mentioned before, bears coming in tomorrow, 
and uh of course you're gonna have people walking around people doing drives pushing and uh now they can drive bear and pa they can they can drive be bear and i think it's groups of less than 25 folk gotcha. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is and that's the last chance of this year for bear yeah yeah, yeah, so you it'll know be these four be... days. It, this year, you're you get Saturday, a Sunday, a Monday, and a Tuesday. So you so know the woods is going to be pushed. Yeah, yep. So I know they're going to be getting pushed. So that's going to stir me up, <clears throat> and it's going to stir. It's going to stir the pot. Oh, it not only stirs me up, but it stirs the deer up as well. And yep. um, so I am thinking that. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to have to go deeper. So you're hunting public land opening day of rifle? No. Uh, I probably will. Okay. Actually. So where where are you going? What are you looking for? <clears throat> well, to be honest, I really don't have a big strategy planned for that. Because there are so many hunters in PA that you literally most days when public land can go out and see orange, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can see the guy in the next stand or something, right. you know? Right. So <clears throat> basically, basically from years of experience of, of hunting these properties, I know where there is some thicker escape routes, if mm -hmm. you will, I would hunt these valleys of low land, that come off of saddles or ridges, ridge tops, because once the shooting starts, it seems like the deer will run down into the thickest stuff they can find. Obviously, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not telling anybody anything new here, but um, that is where I end up being. I get like either on a rim of this valley coming down in, or I get down in the valley. Yeah. And once the shooting starts, they all run down. It's, I, I mean, it seems like they're going downhill. No, I've seen that. I've seen that happen. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, I end up going to low lying areas. Is is, is, is uh, that's the best answer I could give you mm -hmm. for for a couple of the spots that I do hunt. So basically, the guys, you know, if you're hunting in a say, just say for PA, for instance, the the guys are hunting in a high pressure, high hunter situation. One of two things can happen. One, yeah, you could probably look for some late season food in on there. But they're probably not going to get there during daylight just because of all the pressure. Yeah. Two, you can try to look for some thicker cover, hoping that if the pressure starts, you know, they're going to, like you said, they're going to go in that low-lying area through mm -hmm. saddle benches, whatever, um, and, ex you know, in, in route to escape. Yes. Um, or three, you may just hunt basically anywhere and just get lucky, you know, yeah. if if the shooting starts, pressure happens, people moving around, walking, and you get lucky for that deer to run by you. It happens more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. I, sometimes I'm just luckier than good. Yeah, it does happen that way. Oh, yeah. Um, For me, I will be on the farm in PA, so I'll be hunting private land, and we're going to be hunting basically on the edges because um, right now the deer are tearing up the cut soybean fields. They're just, they're in there hitting them hard. Plus I got my food plots there. I mean, a lot of pictures in the afternoons. Um, so me and TJ will be hunting separately this year. And it's funny because this will be the first year that he hunts alone. <laughs> yeah. All the other years, it was either, you know, with us, it was in the blind. Yeah. And you were there. Um, 
so yeah, it'll be the first time he's kind of freaked out. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's a little nervous because he, you know, he's got to climb an actual tree stand now. We practice, we practice over the summer. Oh, he's uh, going to get in a tree. Yeah, he's getting in a tree, even okay. though he's scared of heights. I got, I got him a safety <laughs> harness. I got him everything. So he's fully set up, ready to go. But we're going to be hunting those late, those food sources in the afternoon. Okay. Um, this weekend, so it'll be the nineteenth. I'm headed to. I'm not going to say where, but I'm heading to a public land. It's about two hours from my house, and I'm scouting for shotgun. That was the whole reason of me going to the range today, sighting the shotgun in, because once I'm done PA, opening day, I'll have two more weeks of shotgun season here. And I got a spot on public land that, I'm, that I want to scout further. So I'm going there Sunday to scout, and I'm going to move some cameras around. And I got some thick, thick spots where I want to pay attention to. Um, I found this. Th- I found this public land that does not get pressured too much. It's not the one you're thinking of. Um, it's another one, but uh, it does not get pressured very much. I'm sure gun season will be a little bit more, but I plan on hunting it during the week. So mm-hmm. hopefully there won't be a whole lot of people. There's some big bucks there that I've had on camera, so I'll be looking for the thick, thick spots, basically in big timber. Um, there's a few areas, which I'm actually making, going to make a video there on Sunday for YouTube. But, um, I found a couple aerial photos of some spots of some big, bigger timber that meets up against some, uh, some pines and a little bit of a uh, swamp and cattail mixture. Um, that's what I'm going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to finish out that shotgun season. And then I'll get back into bow for a little bit. And then we have, we have some uh, late season. I think we have like three-day shotgun season in like December. And then I get back to my uh, sick of deer hunt. Um, I got a three-day late season sick of deer hunt with a shotgun. You, you know, you know the one where you stole my thunder. Yeah, right, right, right. That one, that one. Well, the, the thing that you were saying about hunting during the week is something i agree with because i mean obviously the first day is going to be your highest percentage because everything's going to be getting moved around and pushed Mm -hmm. um but i've shot probably more during the week after all those hoodlums go home and quit running around and walking through the woods and disturbing Mm -hmm. everything yeah. When the deer settle down and they get back to some natural patterns mm-hmm. and they're actually just out cruising and feeding and eating. Um, I've got a lot of buck like that. During the, during, during, during the week, the week during yeah. the week, you know, and once they f- finally start to settle back down and move naturally. Yeah. I've shot way more like that than, mm-hmm. than, than, you know, hundred mile per hour flying through the woods getting chased yeah well it's you know pa it has a rich tradition of you know clubs getting together you know it's always that opening day and you know it's always been a big thing on mondays when it started to where them camps and clubs get together for a couple days and that's basically all the guys hunt the whole mm-hmm. season they hunt those first couple days yeah and that's it yeah and they have concurrent doe season now so right a lot of these guys will go out and whack the first doe they run into and then they they go home happy 
Yeah. They got, they've got meat and they're going home. Right. Which I'm okay with that. Get them yep. out of here. Cause majority, <laughs> cause, cause here's, here's why I say that is because most of them are in the woods walking around drunk. That's true. That is because true. Because I just come home from work before we record this and the town is filling up and the bars are getting full. Yeah. And they're going to sit there all night boozing. Well, this tomorrow's bear, but yeah. same thing. They're all sitting in here. You know, getting all boozed up, and tomorrow they're going to be out there, you know, pooping and peeing and pushing around the woods and being loud and coughing and, and smelling like yeast, smelling like beer. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. a, you know, that's a thing everywhere. Um, that's why right. it's one of the main reasons why I got out of hunting clubs is because of the partying and people doing dumb stuff, drinking. So yeah, um. You know, people can do what they want. It's just not my thing. No, I mean, um, I don't agree with it. And, and a lot of people do. That, that's their release. They come to camp. They want to yeah. hang out and re- yeah. release and then go hunting. But uh, It's not cool with a gun, though. Ooh, no. That's, that's when dumb stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, this time of year, you know, it, it becomes difficult trying to tag a, tag a deer, especially if, you know, a person that, that's only hunting you know, a couple acres, 48, 20, 30, 40 acres. And really to be, to have everything that a hunter would need for late season is, you know, that small property hasn't been hunted. You have late season, you know, food plots, woody brat, tons of food cover. You might be able to pattern a deer this time of year. And that's unpressured. But right. for the majority of hunters across the, the, the whitetails range we're hunting high pressure situations mm-hmm. you're like i said well you, you're either going to get lucky where yeah. we're, i mean it's all luck but um luck as in some another hunter pushing a deer toward you i've had that happen um or you're seeing the deer like you refer to in the bottoms that's escaping cover and those deer get in that cover and they may sit there for a long time yeah i've seen them where they you know another hunter or something or a shot goes off several hundred yards away those deer run to a thick patch of cover i've seen them just stand there for yeah, like just stand there and look two, around yeah for like two or three hours they they're just, just stand they're there. like scouting for us you know right not even bed down they just stand no. there yeah they're just confused they just want to know what's happening and right where's which way to safety if they gotta run and what's you know. happening is city sticker Chris I'm is, in the flinging bullets. is in the woods with a gun. So they got to look out. <laughs> they're looking out. Yeah, they're looking out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as uh, if, if, uh, if I don't happen to get lucky in the rifle season, we have the late flintlock that comes mm-hmm. in after Christmas. And right. um, at that point, when it's bitter cold. I, I was, I, yeah, it is going to be bitter cold. But I was telling you, uh, I think yesterday, that um, I've got a couple deer that frequent my food plots mm-hmm. that that are pretty steady. And uh, at that point, it'll be about filling the freezer, <laughs> and I won't be real, real choosy like I was in archery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I may settle on a smaller buck, or I may not. I might just in its place because in pa you can use your antlered flintlock tag and shoot a doe with it if you'd like so who knows i might you know i might just shoot another doe 
and then pass on shooting a buck because I don't have to have a buck. You know, some guys think, oh, man, I have to get a buck this year. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's not going to bother me to eat a doe tag or a, a buck tag. Yeah. Whereas I would rather be eating does anyhow because they taste better. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I may I may just lay down another doe at the flintlock if it comes to that. You know, if I if I need a deer. Yeah. But yeah, well, yeah. You're talking that, and that would be that would be private property, obviously, right. and that would be my destination plots that I've been hunting over in archery. And you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, why didn't you shoot a buck yet?" You know, you you plant all these food plots, you hunt over these plots. Yeah, well, I don't hunt them every night because that would just burn the spot out and alert all the deer. Mm-hmm. You know, I hunt that plot maybe every third or fourth night of the week, and um. I get out of there undetected, stay late some nights, but that keeps them coming back and guessing when I'm there and when I'm not, you know. Well, you've uh, seen deer there every single day. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I've ever been detected other than sometimes when I get out, um, which is a whole nother topic we should talk about sometime maybe about how, how to spook deer off a plot at night when you're trying mm-hmm. to get out of a stand. But yeah. <laughs> I found that using my flashlight, they're not alerted as much as if I actually use the light to get out, mm-hmm. they, they will just watch me walk away. They usually don't spook, but, um, where was I going with that? Anyhow, I'll be on, I'll be on, uh, if, it, if I make it the late season, I'll be on a, on a food plot somewhere looking, uh, to kill something over food. And if I, if I don't see a buck that I like, why well, I'll just pop a dough and put her in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, another good strategy too, is if somebody has some private land is those, uh, cut cornfields. Uh, most of the fields are going to be cut by then even public land, you know, public land has, uh, a lot of, you know, ag sometimes, and you get those cut cornfields. You can, you can hunt over them. I remember, uh, I used to be in like a club like 10 years ago and, uh, it was either beans or corn, but those corn years, this time of year for shotgun, I would just hunt the field edge next mm-hmm. to some thick cover. And those deer would come right out to them cornfields. And I've shot a lot of deer that way. Yeah, as well. it'll funnel them right in if you've got a nice thick spot. They yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They're, oh, they're yeah. Gonna, they're going to find a, a nice thick spot to walk right out into that cornfield undetected mm-hmm. and, and hurry up and jump out in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, I, I've done that before and I've shot a couple deer that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like. Um, like I said, the, the real, you know, if somebody gets that, has that ability to have a larger property or something, then they have those, uh, still standing beans or, and still standing corn or something. I mean, that's dynamite you new. Know, that's when you can still have a pattern going on on your property. But like I said, the majority of people is going to be doing what me and you are doing is, you know, getting in hopes of you know, hunt, finding some area that, that maybe hasn't been hunted much or, you know, finding some thick cover or getting lucky where somebody is pushing it to us. I mean, yeah. that's, that's just the truth on yeah. the majority of the situations. Yeah. The first couple of days I'm looking to get lucky. Um, if it goes through, like I said, if it goes through season or gets late into the season, mm-hmm. I will then zero in on the food. Yeah. Because they will start getting into more natural patterns as these people that aren't real hunters 
I shouldn't say it like that, but you get what I'm saying. Mm. The, the guys, some of them will just get one deer and go home or whatever, or, or the guys will say it's too cold to hunt or whatever. I will still be out there hunting, looking to fill a tag. And once all those lackluster people leave and the woods settle down, the deer start getting on their natural patterns again, they'll start coming back to the food. They will, I, like yeah. to, I like to zero in on that food when it gets late, late like that, mm-hmm. you know, around Christmas time. Yeah, I, I I get on the edge of food for sure. I, I started to notice that uh, my food plots with the turnips in it, they're starting to hit them heavy. Starting to get it. Yeah, I've I've have a trail camera kind of like this, two of them side by side, mm-hmm. and what they're doing is they they're coming out, hitting hitting the turnips for I don't know twenty minutes or something, and then they go to the cut beans bean field. Okay. Because when I was up there hunting during the rut, uh, first week of November, the beans were cut like freshly cut and all those deer just funneled out to like certain spots in that because there's 20 acres of ag right there um that was all beans and they were hammering those cut beans hmm. anything that they could find you know left over so yeah. that would be a that would be a hot spot uh for for a rifle hunter or shotgun hunter as well as any any of those cut bean fields they're gonna hmm. they're gonna be in there if you can get in there on the first couple days with with minimal hunting pressure you could still get some daylight activity that's going out there well i'm i'm kind of excited i don't usually make it to gun season usually i fill all my tags in archery but i i still i do like i do like getting a little rifle hunting in now and then so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of excited to go out this year with the rifle well i can tell you this i haven't shotgun hunt maryland in probably six years all my focus was on the old farm that we that we focused on, yeah. uh, rifle hunting, getting t- trying to get TJ, you know, deer and stuff like that. So this year, I'm very excited to do some shotgun hunting. Yeah, um, very- yeah I I have a dedicated slug gun, and I I haven't used it in probably 15, 18 years. Well, PA doesn't even have a shotgun season, right? No, now. they don't. Right. But there's special reg areas where you can't use rifle and you have to use a shotgun like down around where I came from in Pittsburgh, where I lived. Okay. You know, when I lived in Pittsburgh, there was a lot of that was shotgun only. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, you, there's, I, I bought it and then ended up moving up here and didn't really need it per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot a couple down there with it, but well, it's, I think dev- the... it's devastating. Way do you nail yeah. one with the shotgun? <laughs> Well, I've shot them with the shotgun. Oh, you've before. got them. In, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's devastating. Woo! It tears them up. It tears them that's up. That's how I. That's how I shot my biggest buck in my life, right here. Oh, that so, was okay. That was that the was, shotgun. I shot that with a junior twenty gauge Remington. Okay. Junior twenty pump pump action. Um, I mean, double lunged it. I mean, yeah. destroyed it. Yeah, it's it tears them up. I'm excited to see what this Savage two twenty does. Man, I've heard good things about that. Yeah. I'm a I'm a blast something. I'm pretty excited. Good things. My, mine's just a uh, what is mine? Mine's a single shot Harrington and Richardson, mm-hmm. and it's got a humongous barrel on it. I mean, it's huge and thick and it's heavy. But when you shoot it, uh, it don't pond you to death because it's such a big heavy gun. Mm-hmm. You know. And well, I think the got a nice scope on it and it pines the crap out of. It. And you know what shoots best out of my gun? I'm so lucky. Is those cheap Remington sluggers. Mm. those things you buy for five or six bucks a box mm-hmm. they shoot the best out of my gun it's a rifle yeah. fully rifle barrel mm-hmm. i've tried all them brankies and rottweilers and knockouts and all that stuff 
I didn't try the Hornaday that you just said you were shooting though, the SSTs. Well, this came out way after I bought my gun. Yep, I just I did some research on it, and that was kind of a. I looked at like five different ones. It's kind of a match set. Yeah, you know they tell you like, hey, this shoots good out of that gun. You know. Yeah, and it had they shot good. Um, I'm excited. They're like I think they're 14 bucks a box, um, for five. Um, but they shot good, so I'm excited. Um, but I think what's more important is I think the listeners need to start commenting. And pressure Chris into uh, coming to Maryland on January fourth and fifth for some <laughs> to break in that shotgun. <laughs> That's what needs to happen. Yeah, should I should I bring the shotgun or the CVA? You would have to bring the shotgun. You can't use the CVA. In not the shotgun where I, season? not not where we would go. Oh, That's not not right. not at that time of year. At okay. this time of year, after Thanksgiving, yes, you okay. can use a muzzleloader. Well, that's but okay. Later in the year, January that fifth and sixth, where it's going to be colder than balls, mm-hmm. it's shotgun only. Ew. So I think the listeners, that's that's what needs to happen. So the, the listeners, happen, huh? listeners need to comment on Chris's channel <laughs> and get him here. That <laughs> well, he already has a hunting license. I already Maryland. have the Maryland license from the. He's already got hunt. it. Yeah, and it's and it's unlimited does. You can shoot twenty does. Oh my lord. You can pile them up. Wow, I can pile them up. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be. Single shot. Could you see me? Break action. Hey, you could shoot one, runs away, wait a little bit, another one come by. Yeah. You never know. But um, but yeah, so that's some late se- Like I said, everybody, it, they're going to be struggling. Majority of the hunting, we're, it's, a, it's a grind late season. Um, yeah, I mean, and- we're not reinventing the wheel here telling you. No, I yeah, mean, these, there's these... nothing to reinvent. No, I mean, it is what it is. If you've gotten this far, you haven't filled all your tags. Mm-hmm. So now you have to adapt and overcome. And and one of the ways is, like we said, you either get lucky or you find a food source that they're hitting mm-hmm. and wait there. Or that cover or that thick cover. Yeah, get to the thick cover. Mm-hmm. Well, Pennsylvania is a very highly pressured state, especially yeah. for a rifle. I mean, I think you guys oh, yeah. have like... 890 some thousand I don't licensed, know. you know hunters i think it's like that it used to they be just, over a, they call us the orange army i mean yeah it used to be over a million but now i think it's it's down to 800 and some but still it that's a lot that's a large volume of uh of hunters maryland doesn't have that many it's a smaller state but um they still get hammered pretty good so you start getting out to those western states and and things you know kind of you don't have as large of uh of numbers but that's how you have to do it you just have to get in those spots try to get away from other people and and find that thick cover because like i said and you said it too is those deer when they get bumped they'll run to that thick cover and i've watched them for hours just just standing there yeah i mean and and they can get into a patch of laurel and you can't even see them their legs blend in with this with the trunks of the laurel. You know, you can't see them standing there. Yeah. They're just totally camouflaged in there. Yeah. Well, this new public land I'm scouting Sunday, they have a large air they have several large areas of early successional growth where they had, you know, I guess cut and it just regrew so thick. Um early season it was almost too thick. 
like yeah. for bucks to be in there because yeah. of you know the velvet and stuff but this time of year that's where they're going to be and i got section there's sections there where you have the timber that butt up against this early successional growth and you have corners and, and different things so i'm focusing around parts of that so that's where i'm going to be looking for for some thick cover where gotcha. i'm going yeah gotcha. So any yeah. uh, any questions anybody has, you guys can drop a comment on the podcast or Chris's channel. And um, that's podcast 47, late season deer hunting tactics. Yeah. Go get them, guys. Go get them. Just don't push them to your neighbor. And convince Chris to come here. <laughs> get out that bit. Mine's 12 yeah. gauge. It's going to yeah. pond me. That's fine. It's heavy. Later, I'll guys. start lifting weights just to carry it. Yeah. I'll make Good you luck. carry it. Whatever. <laughs> Out of here.